Hey girl, I'm glad you're here tuning into the Vegan Goddess podcast. As usual, I will be your host. My name is Jasmine and I am an online fitness coach for powerful vegan women and owner of Vegan Goddess Fitness, which is the most amazing fitness coaching experience for vegan women on the planet. And I don't think I'm just being biased. On this episode, I'll go deep on topics that I wish I knew more about when I was in your shoes trying to navigate my own fitness journey. We'll talk about how to grow beautiful muscles, optimal nutrition so you don't just look good, but you also feel good too, and topics to help you save a ton of time and energy as you navigate your own health and fitness journey. Be sure to stick around until the end because I always end these episodes with some goodies to offer you. Thank you for being here and welcome to today's episode. Hello, what's going on? It is your favorite vegan fitness coach, Jasmine here. And today's episode is going to be talking about two different ways in which we create goals and the appropriate strategies for each. And I think this is a really important topic to discuss because I think um, many adopt the wrong kind of strategy for their style of goals. And I'll go over that in a second. I think this will make a lot of sense. And I hope at the very least You can analyze the things that you are doing and make sure that your systems, your strategies, whatever it is that you're doing is aligning with the goals that you want to achieve, the lifestyle that you want to create. So there are two kinds of goals. One type is the lifestyle goals. These are things like I want to be someone who wakes up early, who has energy, who eats healthy food, who shops organic, who takes care of her body who um, practices mindfulness like these are lifestyle goals this can also be someone like i want to be someone who enjoys her body who wears beautiful clothing and is no longer self-conscious someone who feels confident someone who feels strong Um, these can be lifestyle goals typically lifestyle goals they have an element of effortlessness of ease of poise of organization we get to make it easy, which is what my coach always tells me. We get to make it easy. And I just love that phrase. And I think it's so appropriate for a lot of our fitness goals too, is like, we get to make it easy. Now, the second type of goal is going to be your focused goals. So these types of goals are um, very, very specific. So let's say if you are working on preparing to run a marathon, or you want very specific physique goals, whether it be for personal reasons or because you want to compete in a show, or you want to achieve just like a very, very, very high level specific type of goal. And this is normally the opposite. When we go about having focused goals, we have to have the awareness and the understanding that this usually does not come with ease and effortlessness. We are purposely putting ourselves in a position, we're creating goals for ourselves that are designed to challenge us. Like, I know many people run marathons and such because it feels good, but it feels good because it's hard. It feels good because it challenges them, it forces them to grow and to expand. Most people aren't just like doing marathons because it's easy and convenient, it's the opposite. Same thing with competing for a show. Many people do it to prove that they can do it, to push themselves to their limits because they feel great gratitude, gratification when they do things like that. So we have to understand that many people approach fitness coming from a very focused goal kind of place. And this is okay if we have focused goals and if we want to 
Well, if we want to create these like high level goals, but where we go wrong is we go about our fitness journey with very, very focused strategies. And then we get upset because they feel really hard and they are inconvenient and they require so much precision and they require so much tracking and so, so much from us. And we're like, ugh, when will this ever feel easy? And that's the problem is a focused goal strategy doesn't ever really feel easy. We get used to it. We grow stronger. We become better and we get used to it. It becomes less of a burden at times. However, someone who is competing for a show, to be just to give you an example, they may become used to the process, but they will tell you it never feels easy. And they wouldn't do it if it was easy. That's like the whole point. So it's important that we understand what kind of goals do we want to create and what type of strategy is most important to get there. Because um, I've seen many women exhausted, overwhelmed, just so, so tired of the struggle. And when I go into their, um, their routines, what they've been doing for a long time, it's dieting, restriction, it's excessive amounts of training, it's just like, you know, excessive amount of tracking, like they're doing macros, or they are um, on a very, very, very specific, strict calorie goal. And they are like, this is so tiring. And they start to wonder if maybe they actually don't want all of this. And I completely understand. Because if I had to commit my life to tracking macros, to being hangry, to watching everybody else get to enjoy pizza at the party and I'm there with like at the salad buffet because not because I want to be but because I feel like I have to be or I won't get where I want to go I would feel so down on myself it's kind of like you're choosing between living your life and being happy versus hitting this goal and it I understand why sometimes women feel like that's just not worth it I want to be able to leave town and go to a family reunion and like have the fun food and not have to be rushing out to go do my cardio. I want to be able to enjoy my child or my, you know, nephew's birthday party and like taste their vegan gluten-free cake. Like I want to do those things and you should be able to do those things if that's what you want. Figuring out what is is it that you truly want. And you might be listening to this thinking, well, what if I kind of want a bit of both? I want that effortlessness, I want that ease, I want the lifestyle, but I also want to achieve high-level, top-tier goals. You can totally do this. And this is the fun of of the journey, is you don't have to only be one. You can choose to have all of it. And the way this will look is you kind of move in and out of this journey like in seasons. This is what many people do when they're doing like a like a bulk phase and a cut phase. However, if let's say someone's doing a bulk and a cut phase, some people take it really, really seriously. And even though they are in a bulk, they're still hyper-focused and like there is no messing around. And then others will approach a bulk and a cut phase. Like the bulk phase is kind of do whatever I want, have fun, eat freely, don't track, you know, work out how I want to, lift heavy. And then the cut phase is a phase where I get really focused. So in a similar way, 
you are able to move through your journey in in the way that you want. So if you want to, let's say, and I like to do this myself, I like to get really focused towards the end of winter. So that way, by the time all of like my vacations or my activities are coming up in early spring, I feel like so good. I feel like my best, all of my my clothes fit so good. I'm just like super happy. And also after all of like the holidays, I feel like between January 1st until like beginning of March, there's not a lot going on for me. So it's easy for me to really buckle down and really focus. Like if you guys followed my journey last year, it was winter around December that I did 75 hard. And it was perfect timing because, you know, there aren't really many birthdays. I'm not having to leave town. It was easy for me. I say easy. I use the word easy lightly. It was simpler for me to stick to that very like rigorous regimen. And there were days where I did, it was challenging because I had had something going on, but that's also the nature of 75 hard. It's not supposed to be easy. And then around like late spring into the summer, that's when I'm a little more loose. That's when I treat this more like lifestyle instead of focus goals. So I get to kind of just eat what I want. I do what I want if, you know, One month, I only get into the gym three days a week. I don't beat myself up about it. If I can be super focused, that's fine too. So I just let myself really move freely around the summertime. And then as fall and things start to come out, come about, then I'll go back into being more focused. You can do it this way as well. So you don't have to do it just one way all the time. In fact, I don't think anyone should adopt focused style goals forever. I think we should maybe do this once a year or once every couple of years and then the rest of our time should be spent in the lifestyle phase. And this will allows us to just have fun and enjoy our lives and enjoy our body and do all the things that we like doing and also to automate these habits. We want to make this easy at some point because a lot of these very focused routines may not be the healthiest long term. So like if let's say you are, we use the example again of prepping to run a marathon, you're probably going to have to eat excessive amounts of calories to keep up with the high amounts of activity. You're going to have to be training a lot. Like one of my clients who did a a marathon recently, she was part of a running club. She was running several miles a week. Like when I say several, I mean like 30 miles a week. And Over time, this can be like a lot for the body. I think it's important that we do take time for lifestyle goals, even if we're like super pumped up and we love the focus goals just for making sure the body is okay and the body is taken care of. I think it's a good idea to take breaks from having very focused goals. And that way, when you're done training for marathons and when you're done competing for shows and done with these super high level goals, your baseline ends up being this very fluid, very effortless, very healthy way of living where you're not having to count every single gram of food, obsess over how many grams of this or that you're eating. It can just feel nice and fluid and nice and easy. Not to mention a lot of these bodybuilding types of routines require levels of protein that aren't isn't really healthy long term so like you guys know i'm not a huge like i'm not part of the hype the protein hype i think most people dramatically overdo it however if you're competing or you're you know trying to reach super high level athletic goals it is at times necessary to consume high levels of protein more than the average person needs and that's fine however 
Um, there, it is reported that having extremely high levels of protein for long periods of time can be hard on the body. So you just want to be careful with that. And that's why I'm emphasizing having both. Even if you are a super focused, high level person, give yourself the opportunity to also dip into having more lifestyle type of goals. Now, focus goals are not meant to be convenient. So I want to just like, I want to drive this point home because if you're like me, and you hear, oh, there's lifestyle goals and there's focus goals. I immediately want to be like, well, which one's harder? That's the one I want to do. Focus goals, high level. Yeah, that's me. And <laughs> I think it's important to realize like what we're getting into. Because I think like our ego wants to do the hard thing. Um, and great, bravo for us, right? Like we're not afraid of challenge. We're not afraid of doing hard things. That's wonderful and amazing. And I think it serves very many purposes in this life. However, we want to just be sure that we're understanding what we're getting ourselves into because there, this type of lifestyle where you have focused goals is never going to be convenient for you. It's never supposed to be convenient for you. So just to, to be fully aware of what each one will require from you. Typically, focused goals will require more sacrifice, require more dues to be paid. And some will say because of that, that is why the success overcoming all of this, why, why the finish line feels so damn good. So I, I love focus goals. I think at some point, even if we want the lifestyle goals, it's cool to challenge ourselves from time to time to some really focused goals. Now, I want to kind of break down how I typically um, guide my clients through their goals. So majority of my clients come to me because they want things to feel easier. They want to feel freer. They want to stop tracking the damn macros. They want to get off the diets. They want to stop being afraid of carbs. And also they want to master this area of their life because they know that they are an example and a role model for other people who are going vegan. Um, in fact, I think that's something that all of my clients share is like they say, I want to be a role model for other people who are going vegan. I want to be able to show, to prove how strong or how effortless or how powerful or how loving or how happy that vegan people can be. That not every vegan is that like angry vegan yelling at people. I mean, obviously, like I don't know a single person a single vegan person like that, but usually it's like the loud, crazy people in the group that get the most attention, right? So we can get a bad rap. And I think it's so beautiful that a lot of my clients think about that. Is they're like, I want to be the best example. I want people to ask me what my secret is. I want people to be like, you look so happy. You look so great. What do you do? And that feeling of gratification to be like, well, it's because I am vegan. Like I love saying that. And I know my clients love saying that. So the way that I, I guide my clients through their goal setting is for one, I kind of just let them tell me whatever it is that they want to do. Like, what's the grand vision? What's the lifelong vision? Where do you see yourself in two years and three years and five years? How do you want to feel? What kinds of experiences do you want to have? And let them tell me. And usually my clients do have a bit of both. They have some focused goals and they have some lifestyle goals. And the the interesting part with lifestyle goals before we can reach a sense of ease and effortlessness and going you know going about this journey intuitively we have to master the fundamentals and the basics so that does require an extent of focused style goals with my clients i never jump immediately into intuitive eating 
even though what their long-term goal is, is to eat intuitively, is to not track, is to not worry about all these little details. However, most of us women have come from a long period of time of restricting ourselves and not listening to our body and we have become so detached. Like if you were to tell some of them like, hey, I want you to tell me when you're full, they wouldn't know because they're so used to clearing their plate, to overeating, to bored eating, or to being so obsessed over the calories or or how much they're eating that they will stop eating too soon because like, well, I don't want to gain weight. I don't want to overeat. So I'm just going to stop here. They don't even know what their appetite feels like. And this might sound crazy. However, it's very common. It's very, very common. And you, you might be resonating with this too. I think more women than not don't know how to tap into their body. They don't know how to read the signs and how to understand what their body is telling them so before we can go in and be like okay listen to your intuition we have to relearn what our body is meant to feel like so this means getting an adequate amount of food into their body getting getting into a routine organizing themselves having actual benchmarks or targets that they can check off so Although it might sound counterintuitive where if they want a a lifestyle type of goals, they want things to feel free and feel effortless and they want to reach a point where they're not having to be so hyper-focused on the details, starting out with a calorie goal might be like, wait, well, that doesn't make sense. However, for some, it's a very, well, for most, I should say, it's a very necessary step because before I can tell you, okay, this is how you should feel all the time now, we have to get there. We have to help their body feel what it feels like to feel their best to eat what is an appropriate amount of calories for their activity levels um, and just kind of like relearn those steps so we start at the foundational parts like that focused goals and then it eventually leads to the lifestyle so as you can see although there are two types of goals it's not always so simple as like okay cool my goal is this i should do that or my goal is that i should do that and this is another reason why it's like so valuable to work with someone on this because we can we may get confused with our own goals like okay I don't know what to do when do I pivot when do I go from lifestyle to focus or focus to lifestyle how do I know when to shift my routine am I ready for intuitive eating so these things may not always feel very obvious and I understand like for me as a coach it's easy because I I do this every single day and I've done this every day for the last four or five years. So for me, I can easily look at someone's progress and be like, hey, it's your time. Let's shift. Let's do this or let's do that. Or sometimes I can see right away like, okay, hold on. We're backtracking a little bit. Let's go back and redo this thing. So that is the beauty of having a coach on your side is to be able to have an extra set of eyes on all the things that you're doing and just being sure that you are going about your goals in the most efficient and effective way. So not like taking on focused types of goals or focused types of strategies when your goal is actually to feel free and effortless or not doing things just all intuitive and not tracking anything when your goal is to have a very, very, very specific body fat percentage. Knowing when to pivot, knowing when to do what is just such an important part of this whole process. So with that being said, on the last episode, I talked about how my world has changed significantly in the last I want to say last six months. So I have always been a one-on-one coach kind of girl. Like that's my vibe. I love being able to talk to my clients individually. I love having powerful coaches on my team where we can do all of that individualized attention. We build out everything like custom to our clients. However, one thing that I learned over the last year is less is more. 
I had so many clients for a period of time. We had like, I think over 50. And it was obviously a, an amazing dynamic group. But I felt like I wasn't able to give like my full energy to everyone. And I want to be able to give like all of myself to my clients. So we actually decided it was a, a group decision that I was going to majorly shriek, shrink down the capacity for my one-on-one coaching clients. So we went from having 50 or so clients, averaged more around like 42. Um, we went from having like in the high 40s to now I have like just a dozen and oh my goodness it feels so good in this world right now like my clients are achieving the most amazing results mentally and physically I feel so connected to everybody I feel like I know where everybody is at and I even know what's going on in their personal lives which is really fun I'm more than just like a coach to help them with you know how many reps and intuitive eating we really connect and get into each other's worlds. I'm also like an open book with my clients. I love being able to just share my experiences with everything. Like one of my clients is going through a relationship and is experiencing that relationship weight that I've talked about a lot on my journey, where I gained 30 pounds when I started dating my boyfriend and just talking about these different experiences where they can pick my brain on how I manage things, how I handle things. I can tell them about mistakes I've made in the past so that way they don't make those mistakes. One of my, actually two of my clients right now are growing their own coaching business where they want to help other vegan women to be fit and be successful and like being able to help them on the back end with that. Like I tell them everything. If you want to know how I build out training plans, if you want to know what platforms I use, like I hold nothing back for my one-on-one clients and I absolutely love this little world we are building. Love it. So that's the name of the game for 2022 is having a lot smaller coaching um what is what am i what am i trying to say having a lot smaller coaching containers where we can all really get to know each other my clients get to know each other we get to know each other we're all super tight-knit everyone is here to reach the highest level in their lives like going all out that's what i love for the one-on-one space and then with that we also have group things like right now i'm launching a 21 day challenge for the end of the year and that's going to be so amazing this can be a much larger group where we have just big energy amazing energy everyone jumps in it's not like a crazy commitment because it's only 21 days so being able to help in a lot of different ways is what I'm I'm really, really loving right now. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I want help with these things. I want to know when to focus and when to be lifestyle and when to, you know, pivot here. And, and I want that extra set of eyes. I want that intimate um, interaction with a coach who can really help me level up. And if you feel like one-on-one coaching is for you, then in the description box of this episode, um, you can apply for one-on-one coaching. And by applying, you don't commit yourself to anything. I would not do that to you. So all applying does is it allows us to schedule a call together. We can chat, talk about your goals, determine if we would be a good fit to work together. And then from there, we'll figure out what is the next best step, whether it be like moving forward and talking more about one-on-one coaching, or it might not be that. It might be like, hey, why don't you try this mastermind first? See how you feel, see how, you know, that works out and going from there. So It's a very no pressure situation. I'm not ever here to pressure someone into doing something for their body, your body, your choice. You should always have, you should always be in the driver's seat of what you do for yourself and for your body.
Um, but yeah, so I, I hope this episode was helpful in helping you understand your goals and the proper strategies for each type of goal. And if you are on the wrong path, it gives you the opportunity to pivot, correct, and figure out what the right thing for you to do is or ask for help, whatever it is that you think is appropriate to do from here. Um, last thing that I want to mention is you can always see what freebies I have available by clicking on my website on vegangoddessfitness.com and clicking the freebies tab. I have a manifestation workbook right now, amazing for the new year, mapping out your goals. I also have a one week meal plan, which is a great place to start if you're like, okay, I just need a little refresher. I need to get it together. I need to get organized. That's also a great place that you can start too. So go check that out. I've got some cookbooks and recipe books, a lot of things that can help you get started if you are just in the starting phase of your journey. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm sending you so, so much love and so much good, amazing, invigorating energy for your new year. Don't be a stranger. You can always find me on Instagram. Tag me in things. Message me. Do all the things. My Instagram handle is at Jazzy Vegan Cakes. I will see y'all soon. Bye.